You're Inside Berkeley. In this episode, a conversation with film scoring professor Sheldon Mirowitz. Under his direction, students write original scores for classic silent movies, and the Berkeley Silent Film Orchestra performs them. He talks about the challenges of the high-stakes composition process and how his students managed to pull off this difficult feat. Leslie Mahoney reports. For Emmy-nominated film composer Sheldon Mirowitz, there's nothing like the without-a-net experience of live-to-picture performance. He recently took the silent film orchestra on the road to perform its score to the epic 1925 film Battleship Potemkin. I had the privilege of attending the event at Washington, D.C.'s Kennedy Center, witnessing firsthand the seamless score created for the tale of the mutiny of Russian sailors against their officers. Mirowitz talks about how it's done and Berkeley's role in creating new, noteworthy scores for classic films. You're listening to Vakulinchuk Dies, composed for Battleship Potemkin by student Akhil Gopal. This is still film scoring. So it's basically just a film scoring job, but they've never done a, a real job. Like, this is a real job. I mean, I, this is actually, I mean, it's a commission from the Coolidge. So it's a real job. I fire them if they're no good. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, they get, I treat them exactly as, they, as, if, as if they were ghostwriting for me, which is what they are doing. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, it's really, really hard for them. First of all, the workload is gigantic. The, what, technically, what they do is this. We uh, watch the film. The first class, we watch the film. I hopefully have planned it out beforehand, but sometimes I haven't actually fully planned it out beforehand. Um, and uh, we watch it, and uh, everybody gets all excited about it. And then I basically write themes. I conceptualize kind of how the score is going to work. So, uh, and it works like every other film score. A silent film is not different from a film. It's exactly the same. So we have um, musical items that are used to tell the story, and those things are themed. And uh, so I kind of figure out kind of how it's all going to go, and then I parse it up into, hopefully I, they have natural reel breaks, but the concept was to give each student a reel, and a reel is about 15 minutes, and 15 to 20 minutes of, of film. And... Uh, Potemkin's perfect this way because there's actually five chapters. Right. And they actually, it's all, it's pre, pre-reeled like that. But, uh, and then uh, I give the, I, I, I then sort of spot, show how we're going to build the film, how the, we're going to build the score. And then each of them starts work on their section. And then they write for about seven or, or eight weeks. Now, the first thing about writing is that they're writing, you, you don't get to write. When you do film scoring, you don't just get to write music. You have to tell the story, and you have to do it. It's a collaborative activity because you write it with the people who built, the, who made the movie. So, because the movie isn't made, it isn't finished without a film score. The, the story can change. You put a different film score on a movie, the story's different. So, uh, there's a lot of rewriting, which most of the students don't quite understand when they get in here that that's what film scoring really is, which is rewriting. And so, they've written maybe twice as much music as you hear. And then, then they, that, so they think they're done, but they're just getting started because then they have to pr- do all the m- music preparation, then they have to uh, rehearse the thing with the band, which we put together, and they have to conduct the thing to the band. And then 
not only that, but the conducting that we do is really hard because it's keeping synchronized to the picture. So it's not like you're just conducting the music and making it sound good. You actually have to hit everything. We're, we, and then we pass the baton. Then they have to practice passing the baton. So this, this process, what we do is we play in sync with a moving picture for 70 to 90 to 100 minutes. A continuous piece of music, which is written by five to seven different people and conducted by five to seven different people, all students, and they do it once. It's not done more than once. The only time that we do it with the real movie is when we have the real movie with us. Wow. And the movie can be moving at a wrong speed, not matching exactly the way we're doing, and it can have cuts in it, and there can be scenes missing. There's stuff that, which also happens when we see the movie that day. We cut and move the score around to make it. And it was <laughs> terrific. It was, a, it was a terrific, it was a great experience for the kids. It was a really good performance. It was, it's a really good score. They wrote a really, really good score. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, given that a silent film is essentially, it's more of a blank slate in a way that... They... Well, it's not so much a blank slate. It's just a complete... The music is completely evident the whole time, and right. it's there the whole time. Well, I guess, yeah, that's the only sound. That's the only sound. You're hearing. So, I mean, they've got to fill the they whole thing. fill the movie. whole thing. There's no break, and it's constant, and it has to make sense, and it has to be good. It has to be worth listening to. Yeah, so how did that, um, for you, you know, their music telling the story compared to the scores of other scores that had been done? How oh, did... I think we have a, we have a, real, we have a real score. I think the score is. I think the score is. I think it's better than now. There's a great the original score, for the movie by a guy named Meisel, mm -hmm. which they actually in the restoration they had a guy kind of constructed and expanded so it would re match the new cut. That's a really good score, actually. Um, Eisenstein uh, really loved music, and when the sound era started, he worked with Prokofiev. Prokofiev was his was the guy who wrote scores for his movies. Right. He wrote all the scores for all the movies except for Potemkin, as far as I know. And um, so Meisel's score is really, really good. I think our score is uh, really, really good. I think, I, I mean, I have to tell you, I see a lot of silent film now that I do this. I go when I see whatever I can. And uh, basically, everything sucks. I mean, no one does it right. No one, most of them aren't film composers who do it. Um, there are some people who, who are, and we have a guy here at the apartment, Peter Bufano, who does a great job. He does real stuff. He's got a band called Circustra, and, does, and it's really fun, and he's really good. But mostly, uh, I mean, I've gone to stuff that I ha couldn't even stand in the room. I thought they were ruining the movie. It's so, sometimes it's just so terrible, because uh, you really need to really be a film composer to do it right. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, I'll just write some songs and put it up against the movie. And they think also, by the way, that silent films were not, that, that, that they were more lax in their musical requirements because they were played live and so, but in fact, there were scores that went out with the movie and there were like, if you were gonna have a piano player, they had a piano reduction of the score that they had for the original thing. So the idea that some guy's sitting there improvising, that's just, first of all, false. So, uh, yeah, we wrote, uh, I, all three of our projects are real legit, real legitimate scores. And my goal, actually, we have recordings, and my goal is to actually uh, bring the stuff to Kino, who is the big distributor, and say, we really want to, we want to, you should release this stuff. You should put this on the DVD.
I mean, I think it's it's better than the stuff they have on the DVDs. Well, sitting in the audience, I mean, it was for me, it was it was seamless and it really That's added great. to the drama of the movie. And in this particular instance, because there was the pit, right? You it, it added to the experience in a way that it just felt like that was the music. Right, right? that was the music for the movie. For the yeah. movie, yeah. Um, I imagine it would be a different experience when you see. Well, you can see, but but you know what I what happens is is that it's just another thing that you can turn to to watch. I mean, I've talked yeah. to people about what it's like at the Coolidge when they say because the, in the Coolidge the pit is actually visible because it's it's just the natural ground floor and then the stage goes up above it. Um, and they say it's just really interesting. They forget that they're watching a live performance and then every once in a while they look down and they go, oh my God, this is a live performance. Um, and there is kind of this, um, see the live performance of it is really intense because th they're doing it. It's And it's not, it's impossible what they're doing. What they're doing is not, the reason why people don't do what we do is that it's impossible. You well, can't do it. The term without a net experience, but right? it's total. It's totally without a net, <laughs> but it's also basically impossible to do. I mean, you can't really do. You can't play seventy-five minutes or a hundred minutes of music in sync to a moving picture without really any real props while you're passing the baton between five or seven conductors seamlessly and pull it off. I mean, you just, it, you just, it's not possible. But we do it, and the, what's what's cool about it is that that vibe, that that ex, that there's a vibe that's happening. There's an excitement. The, all the players are feeling it. All the students are feeling it. The audience is hoping they're going to pull it off. The whole experience is just—it's very—I uh, mean, it's involving in a kind of a sort of to total way. I think it's just exactly what you want to go to see when you see them. And also, the movies are great—a whole different thing. Now what's next? What's the, okay, we're doing do Piccadilly. We're doing a film that I'd never heard of uh, uh, on May 7th. At the Coolidge? At the Coolidge. Um, it's a completely different thing from Potemkin. The story is about uh, a club called the Piccadilly Club in 20s London. And, uh, and it's about an aging dancer who gets replaced by this young scullery girl who comes up and starts dancing exotic Chinese dances and becomes a big sensation and takes the aging dancer's boyfriend away from her or potentially does. And then there's a murder and she gets murdered. And it's this whole sort of soap opera, but that takes place in a nightclub. So what the thing about the nightclub stuff is there's a lot of song and dance. So we write to the song and dance in the movie, and so there's song and dance, and there's comedy, and there's drama, and there's a murder, and it's a thriller, and it's got all this stuff. It's really fun. It's pretty long. It's uh, about 110 minutes, which is really long for an older movie, uh, and harder for us, because everybody has to write more. And, um, and, so, and we have more composers than we did for Potemkin. Um, and hopefully we're going to get it done in time. I mean, that's basically, you know, we have another month and a half and hopefully we'll be ready. I mean, that's... And the Coolidge as a venue is... The Coolidge is a, is a spectacular place to see a movie. It's a it's one of my favorite movie houses anywhere. Me too. <laughs> and, uh, and we were in the big room and it's a great place. And, uh, and it sounds really good, by the way. I mean, it's a really nice sounding room. And uh, so it's always... I, I mean... I have friends who are movie nuts, 
And uh, I mean, I had one, I was just talking to her, and she said, uh, she said, oh God, I would never miss one of these. I would never miss one. These are so such exciting events. In creating original scores for classic silent films, Sheldon Mirowitz and Berkeley students are resurrecting an art, reminding us that silent films were never intended to be viewed silently, and by performing them, giving audiences a dynamic experience rarely found in today's movie houses. The silent film orchestra's next project, Piccadilly, will be performed May 7th at the Coolidge Corner Theater in Brookline. For more information, visit berkeley.edu slash events. You're listening to an excerpt of Morning in Odessa, composed for Battleship Potemkin by student Akhil Gopal. This episode was produced by Leslie Mahoney and edited by Berkeley student Jonathan Page. You can learn about Sheldon Mirowitz and other faculty members at berkeley.edu slash faculty.